The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like. Come and join us in the chat and sign up for the Cover 3 Bracket Challenge. That's right. It's bracket time. So get yours now at the CBS Sports app. You can play men's and women's pools with friends and join our challenges for the chance to win a new car and trips to the 2024 Final Four. Get the CBS Sports app or visit cbssports.com slash play to start filling out your brackets. No purchase necessary. See terms and rules for details. And if you want to go directly to the Cover 3 Bracket Challenge, cbssports.com slash cover3. Again, cbssports.com slash cover3. You can compete against Tom, Danny, myself. Uh, and a little bit later on in the show, we will be filling out uh, a bracket if it was just football. So if all the field of 68 had to throw their football team out there, you know, like, I'm really sorry, Xavier. You're probably going to get crushed. Probably going <laughs> to need to call in uh, some help because I don't, I don't know how you line up in terms of height, weights, and speeds. But we, uh, we're going to do that, have a little bit of fun here on this Monday. Um, Danny, welcome back. How was, uh, how was spring break? It was good. Good to be back, man. Back in the saddle. The time change is killing us because it's one thing like to get back on schedule after you've been on vacation, but then to take away the hour of sleep as well. It's like the double whammy. But I'm good, man. It's good to be back. Fired up. 
What was uh, what was the reaction like with the fam when um, Jay Billis, enemy of the podcast, decided <laughs> that he was going to throw out a shot during the uh, the Clemson game? As you know, the iconic Ben Middlebrooks was having to come into the game. They had some foul trouble. Really needed to rely on that front court depth that, that Brad Brownell has. Yeah, and he came out with a you know. <laughs> Just, just a total shot across the bow. Like, what's, what are we going to do to be able to to get payback against him? We need to figure out something because my guy Billis, he's been taking shots for a while. This one felt below the belt, though. And like, my kids don't care; they could care less about dad. But my parents are watching. Like, they're oh. watching their grandson. <laughs> they're trying to just enjoy the game taking place, and he takes a shot at my academic prowess or lack thereof from his perspective what he was calling out saying hey don't go to his uncle for any academic advice i was extremely offended by that one and i i did send an email to uh espn to see if i could get that rescinded or an apology on air and i'm still waiting uh word to see if that does in fact happen the cover three podcast has issued a cease and desist to jay billis he is no longer allowed to mention anybody on this show slanderous commentary he can't even download this show. He has been removed from potential listeners. Enemy of the right. podcast state. He's blocked. Yeah. It's, it, like, wasn't it Dan Schulman with him too? He yeah. didn't see I it mean, coming. Schulman was like, where did that come from? <laughs> he was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. And, and Clemson snubbed. Not, not great. Now, have you as have we heard from uh, from Ben or any any sources close? They were to bummed. I talked to my sister. I know they were kind of waiting on bated breath, like watching the selection show. Because I kept texting. I'm like, do they know early? Do they get any heads up ahead of time? No. I went to our CBS contacts because I I read an article that said they get an hour ahead of time. Uh, so I said, hey, do you know if Clemson made it? And they were like, can't tell. I was like, oh, I see where I stand in the trust tree like clearly on the outside of that one looking in i wasn't gonna leak it i just wanted to tell my sister like if they could start planning a trip or not and then uh unfortunately they found out the bad news that they were one of the first four out which has got to be the worst like to see your name up there and just miss out on the tournament it's got to be just the worst feeling in the world but they are going to play the nit so we'll see the nit is on campus now do they do the final four at the yes, garden anymore, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they will go to the garden if they if they make it. It's yeah, you start with each of your corners play into the semifinals, and then gotcha. uh, then that'll be in the NIT. Gotcha. I know, Chip, you probably haven't seen it because North Carolina cowardly backed out before they even got the invite. They had that press release ready to go. But did you guys see the one first-round matchup of the NIT? Who is it? Vanderbilt is hosting Yale Ooh. in the battle for Barton Simmons. Who's Barton going to root for? <laughs> Is the alma mater or his paycheck? Where's the loyalty? Uh, it, well, there's going to be some big chips on the shoulder of those Vanderbilt players from all those rejection letters from Yale. They're going to be hot. <laughs> for, that is a big chip on the shoulder right there. Uh, speaking of North Carolina and opting out of the NIT at the end of a disappointing season, they, as it has been mentioned often, the very first team since the field expanded in 1985 to start preseason number one in the AP poll and then not make the NCAA tournament. Uh, inconsistencies all throughout the season, very much well-documented. And of course, uh, our friends at the Iowa College Basketball Podcast have been talking about it all year long. But it got... Uh, at least the conversation going. And I, I will say shout out to Reddit CFB. This was a thread that was going and it piqued my interest as well. So wanted to bring it to my friends here as well as the live audience because we're about to see an expanded college football playoff. 
one to 12 teams, and maybe even after two years, it could grow beyond that. And so we've talked about players opting out. Is a player going to opt out of a playoff game? Do you think that we will see a North Carolina-esque situation in the expanded college football playoff era? And this is what I'm dictating to define it as being like North Carolina. You start with sky-high expectations. You don't meet them. And then you decide to opt out of a lesser bowl game, a lesser postseason opportunity because you are in the wake of not making the playoff. Do you think we'll see something like that? No, not in football. I think you'll see players opt out if they miss and they go to a lower bowl game because we already see that. I don't think a football coach is going to opt out. They want the two weeks of practice. They want all that stuff to get ready for the next season. It's just you, you get the limited practice times. They are going to want to keep those. They are not going to back out of the bowl game and also give their you know reserves a chance to play. I could see it happening. Haven't we been close? I mean, Bud's always dialed in on some of these rumors that unfold. COVID, we definitely saw a team shut it down because yeah. of the COVID outbreak. But even this past year, I thought I remembered hearing about a team or two that they had so many op. Who was it? Was it um? So transfer portals, opt outs, and injuries can leave a roster entirely decimated. decimated. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you have only you know four offensive linemen, maybe five. Let's say you can only have a starting five for your offensive line. There's and whether they want to or not, there's going to be a school that says, you know what. I don't know. We don't really want to play in this game when our roster is decimated. So we don't have enough to fill it. So thanks, but no thanks. I, I, I don't think we would get the press release like Hubert Davis being like, Oh, thanks. You know, we're going to shut it down. It's going to be more um, shielded than that. I think, Ooh, let me get reckless. Speaking of libel, libel and slander. I think Texas A&M opted out of the Gator bowl in the 2021 season. I think that they had injuries, they had transfers, and I think maybe there was a like a COVID outbreak that or rumors of a COVID outbreak that said they didn't have the numbers. But Texas A&M started that season coming off the top five finish. You know, they were like, okay, this is the year, and then they turned in a mostly wet sandwich, eight and four with a four and four record in SEC play. So it was like Texas A&M then come out with the press release that said like, oh man, we're really disappointed. We're going to shut it down. But Jimbo Fisher was like nah, we're on to recruiting. Like, we're just going to go ahead and like keep this thing moving and get these other guys out of here. I, I would not be surprised if we see, again, I don't think it will be as explicit as it was with North Carolina, but we are going to see teams that start the season in the top five, top 10 of the poll with playoff aspirations, go seven and five. And because of transfers and because of injuries, then you can slowly start to piece together. They're going to be like, ah, oh, we don't, we don't really feel like going to Jacksonville. We're just going to go ahead and flush this season and move on to to what happened next. But I think financially, though, like, isn't it, it, this wouldn't have been a problem for North Carolina, but for some schools, aren't like the NIT and the CBI like cost prohibitive? Like it actually costs them me to partake paid, in these tournaments? Paid programming. Yeah. So, I mean, it would probably depend on the bowl game that you get invited to and how much money you're going to get for showing up. So I think that would probably factor in. But I do think if it happens, it's going to be more player-driven based on injuries, transfers, and wow. illness. So here's the only thing I would push back. I would say the money with the new TV deals is not going to be as significant because the most of the money is going to come in from the new TV deal, right? This, you know, mm -hmm. billions of money, this influx yeah. of cash. The other thing, too, if you look at the – and I think it'll probably be exactly like North Carolina or a tech saying it'll be a 
team that had massive expectations that is used to playing in top tier games. And what happens if you are playing an American team in that bowl game? And we've seen that happen before and you lose that game, it costs you your job. So I think the coaches might be more inclined to say, you know what? I don't want to put my job on the line. It looks a lot better if I can say we're going out. We don't have enough players to field a roster. We'll just go ahead and start focusing towards next year as opposed to all of a sudden you lose to a team, even if your roster is decimated. Fans don't care about that. They don't care who's out. They just want to see you go out there and, and play. And if you lose, then they're clamoring for your job. That's where I think the so, coaches might be more inclined to, to get out. But I was told that playoff expansion would lead to more meaningful games, not teams opting out of playing games entirely because they've lost all meaning. Yeah, but in the bowl, we're, no one's going to opt out of a playoff game. That's why we need more playoff games. Players we'll will opt. Teams won't. Out. Schools will not opt out of playoff games. I'm telling you, players will opt out of playoff games. I, I saw some Florida Gator. You already might have seen one. <laughs> I saw some Florida Gator offensive linemen opting out of a bowl game against Oregon State. Yes. They were out there with their helmets and pads on, but they were opting out. Like That was the one that came to mind where I was like, man, I wonder if Billy Napier wishes he had opted out. Like, I, wish, I wonder if Billy Napier was like, would have been nice to have just like a few more like transfers along the way so that we didn't have to go out there and kick a sad field goal to keep our shutout record going in this early Saturday, mid-December bowl game in front of everybody. Because to your point, there's no way that, you know, an SEC fan walks out of that or even a Florida fan walks out of that with anything other than a lesser thought of the Florida Gators and sort of the direction of the program. And that's all perception. That's like not based in facts or reality, but the perception of you kicking that sad field goal down 30 points to Oregon State, it ain't good. (laughs) Like you would have, you would have rather sat that one at home and just been like, "Oh no, sorry, we're just gonna, you know, finish with our six and six record instead of uh, instead of taking that L right there at the end of the season." You know, Billy Napier could go and win like SEC titles and national title at Florida, and I will always remember him for being the coach who kicked the field goal in a thirty to three loss in a bowl game to keep that streak going. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt, we're going to have jokes, jokes about that for a long, long time. Coming up on the other side, we're going to invite you into the bracket process. What is our process here on the Cover 3 podcast? We forget about the basketball teams entirely. What if the NCAA tournament was being played by each school's football program? We're going to fill out a bracket with you live on the air. Next. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, it's bracket time. And you can see if you're watching at youtube.com slash cover3, we've got a QR code on the screen. Go ahead and hit that QR code if you want to jump right into uh, our bracket challenge. If you're listening to this at home, cbsports.com slash cover3 can do the same. It is bracket time, and the Ion College Basketball Podcast is your destination for top-notch March Madness coverage over the next three weeks. Join Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander as they offer four region-by-region previews plus a mega bracket blowout with all the advice that you need to win that office pool. Download and follow the Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever podcasts are found. Uh, I'll be joining them a little bit later today to preview the West and the Midwest. So uh, so keep your eye out for that. The Eye on College Basketball West podcast. West is the bracket of death. I know. I think the West is the three of the top six teams in the title odds are all in the West region. So if you were to mm-hmm. like do a prop bet of which region is more likely to produce a national champion, that uh, that Gonzaga, UCLA, and the Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga trio is uh, about as good of a one, two, three as you've got in the whole field. But and Illinois, don't forget Illinois, Chip. Mm-hmm. The Brett Bielema Bowl? Yeah. That near, <laughs> right, let's let's call up the bracket right I've been now. Told, I've been told all year Illinois is the team you got to watch. They're dangerous. They might go on a run. That's what I've been told all year. <laughs> all right, uh, we've we've got the bracket. Let's start up in the upper uh, left hand corner. That is the South Region. Uh, Alabama getting an FCS challenge from Texas Corpus Christi or Southeast Missouri State. No, let's advance Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Alabama's got some opt-outs. No, okay. <laughs> All right, but so this here we go with an interesting one: Maryland, West Virginia. Who wins that game on the football field? Are we going to go like based on this season or just overall program strength? Because if we're going on this season, I think Maryland wins this game easy. Me too. I think it's Maryland. I think but we that's go based on recent history. Yeah. I think we got to go this season slash like whatever you could, whatever sort of quality we consider from what we just saw, or maybe like what we think is happening in the upcoming season, not just like an overall. Um, I feel like, much better about the Terps right now than I do the Mountaineers. Same. All right. Let's advance Maryland. Boom. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I can't remember who did it, but somebody did the tweet yesterday about doing the eight, nine matchups as bowl games. And this was the Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Or no, actually, I think this was the Pinstripe Bowl. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. It'll go on as long as we go. Well, yeah, all these 8, 9, and 7, 10 are filled with power conference teams. And mm-hmm. because that's like where the at-large bubble teams are end up landing. So you're going to get a lot of these. The, the mid-majors really come in at the 12 line. Speaking of... 5-12 matchup. Ooh, you might be excited about Pat Kelsey's uh, Charleston Cougars. Maybe a little upset over San Diego State. But boy, uh-uh, you're coming into Brady Hoke's house. Ain't no way, Charleston. And whatever Vineyard Vines tie it on, you know, a little, 
little King Street action that you got right there. You got nothing for these Aztecs. I don't even need to debate advanced San Diego State. Mm-hmm. That Pac-12 powerhouse. Yeah. Now, Furman could, <laughs> could be dicey. I'm <laughs> saying this is a, I, I, from what we've seen out of Virginia this past year. Do you guys, Furman only lost 35 to 12 at Clemson this past year. Uh-huh. I, I think go Furman. <laughs> Paladins moving on. Paladins, they they play a lot of ball control. You know, they they sit there. They play good, sound defense. Let's go Furman with the upset. Um, Creighton against NC State. NC State. Right. Wolfpack. Yeah. Baylor against UC Santa Barbara. Easy. Baylor. Yep. Yeah. Um. Missouri, Ooh. Utah State. That's a good game. <laughs> but Missouri's yeah, probably what, like a six and a half point favorite? Probably More. close to that. Well, you think it'd be six and a half? I think Utah State was so mercurial this past yeah, year. They were very up and down. I'm going to go Missouri. I think that's the most likely outcome, but I don't think it's, oh, right. I don't think it's a sure thing. I okay. would go Mizzou. All right, Missouri. Uh, and then Arizona against Prince. On the uptick. Arizona's on the uptick, or else we they might consider. Print, what, you're talking about the Princeton Tigers where college football got its start. <laughs> oh, well, that's true because Rutgers didn't make the tournament, so now Princeton in this bracket gets to claim that. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's keep doing these first rounds. Uh, we'll scroll down to the East uh Ryan Walters, new head coach of Purdue, gets Texas Southern or Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh ooh. <laughs> Purdue. No, I'm looking Purdue. at the next one. Memphis yeah, FAU. This, was <laughs> this was the uh this this was the Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> this is a this is a very good Bahamas Bowl matchup. Memphis FAU, yeah. which also um next year, an American Athletic Conference matchup. Mm-hmm. Got to go yeah. Memphis. Yeah. I like Tom Herman. He's got him on the – I got to see it for a year before you go with that upset. Especially, too, because in the new look AAC, there's a very good chance Memphis could win that league this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good point. Um, we got Mike Elko and Duke taking on uh, Mr. Oral Roberts. Duke advances. Uh, Ten- Bob. Tennessee against Ooh. Louisiana. If this was two years ago, I'd be all over it. Right, I mean, if it was it's two Billy years Napier. ago, you'd pick the upset, go with the, the raging Emory Hunts. <laughs> but if we pick Louisiana, Jordan will cut the feed. Yes, <laughs> he would. Um, yeah, Josh, next round's gonna be interesting, though. Let's go. <laughs> Josh Eiffel and uh, and the Vols move on. Uh, then we got Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky against Providence. Let's go ahead and throw uh, Kentucky mm-hmm. out there. And then Kansas State against Montana State. Montana State's pretty decent, man. Mm-hmm. But Kansas State's going to win this game. I feel like Chris Kleiman, too, has the book on uh, Montana State from <laughs> yeah. his North Dakota State days. He's, he's got everything figured out. Michigan State against USC. USC. Trojans. US. And then, but that is, that is the rivalry game that I want. So I'm very happy that the NCAA tournament put that together. Do these two have football programs? <laughs> Marquette and Vermont? I think Vermont does. I don't know that Marquette does. I know. Some of these I did not know if they um, actually had football programs. 
No. Marquette. The Golden Avalanche football. That's club football, right? That's club. Yeah, I think we got to go Vermont. Vermont. Yeah, they've got a football team. There we go. The existence first round by <laughs> the existence oh, of a football program <laughs> propels the 15 seed Catamounts into the second round. Uh, a really, really big, big moment on a big stage for where's the head coach's name? I don't know. Whatever but the, the, good, the good news here is that it doesn't really matter because neither of these teams would win in the next round. Right. Again, going up against USC. Um, yeah. All right. Do you want to do the other side or do you want to just keep playing it in? Let's, um, you do more, let's do more uh, first round matchups. Yeah. Okay. Uh, up to the upper right side, Dana Holgerson in Houston going up against Northern Kentucky. We advance Houston, Houston and Iowa Auburn. Ooh. Iowa. 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 The coconut shrimp. Mm-hmm. Every, the this blooming, is the Outback Bowl. Yep. This is the Outback Bowl. Yeah, Auburn is, is the blooming onion. Iowa is the coconut shrimp. Will the, the Hawkeyes score 25 points? Can Hugh Freeze move the ball against this Iowa defense? But will they oh, have I was, that? I was gonna say, what's the total based on last year's 37? Team? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. If you're going off last year's team, I don't think this Auburn beats Iowa. Just don't. I don't know that they would score any points. 16 to 9. Makes sense. Yeah. Iowa wins. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Miami over Drake, the first university ever na- named after a hip hop star. Indiana, Kent State. Hello. Indiana. Kent State uh-huh. was not good this year. You sure? They're, they're, I, I have to go Indiana in this one. Uh, Kent State did not do well in its games against Power 5 competition this year. I know they hung with Georgia, but they didn't do well overall. Sure? Okay. Um, <laughs> Iowa State on one side, uh, the team, and whatever happens in this game, if Iowa State loses, we know it will be by seven points or less. And then Mississippi State and Pitt in the play-in game. Uh, choose your flavor there. Who do we? Who I do think, we think Iowa State loses to both of them. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's do the Mississippi State pit. Yeah, uh, Kennesaw State over Xavier. Yes, yeah. Kennesaw State uh, making the move to Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're moving on up, and the Owls. Ooh, getting it done. All right, Texas A and M against Penn State. Let's go. Penn State. Penn State. Penn State. I and mean, then, if you uh, look at who Penn State lost to this year, they beat the hell out of everybody that was in Ohio State and Michigan. And then Texas over Colgate. Uh, all right, down to the bottom right corner, the West region, and we mentioned earlier, uh, Kansas. Lance Leipold gets the job done with the uh, the MEAC champs Howard in town. I think we can advance the Jayhawks. And now we get to the Brett Bielema Bowl. It's Arkansas mm. on one side. It's Illinois on the other. We've got a lot to to digest here who ends up emerging looking forward in this region this is the most important first round game in the west because i sincerely feel the winner of this game gets to the elite eight mm. and i'm picking illinois this year i thought illinois was better than arkansas this year and i think most power ratings would agree but i'll let you guys vote your own i would agree with that i wouldn't push back on that illinois is in a healthier 
spot from a personnel perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go Illinois. Um, Another low total. St. Mary's VCU. Do they have football programs? VCU should. I'm right? pretty sure VCU does, but I don't know that St. Mary's does. <laughs> so I would go VCU. Does the chat know? Chat, do either of these programs have football teams? Um, VCU is club. Was that, that could be the Cinderella story. The club team that goes against the big boys. <laughs> Alfonso Bell leading oh, the Rams. I've been saying Saint it does. Mary's does. Oh, they yes. do. This, oh, St. Mary's. Yeah, St. Mary's moves on. Jim All right. Gavin. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, UConn. Ooh. I mean, UConn's going to throttle Iona. Are you kidding me? Yes. Jim Moore sure Jr.? Yes. <laughs> we seen the. You, the we, said, we saw UConn. We saw UConn make a bowl game. Come on. UConn's definitely, definitely Here, got that. The, the thing about the West is it is like the group of death when it comes to the basketball side. But when you <laughs> flip it to football, there's a lot of a uh, lot of room for growth in this bracket. Um, Has TCU recovered from the beatdown? <laughs> so Arizona State, you know, totally uh, rebuilding. Um, Nevada, one year ahead of it, but still just like low, low, low teams. Even with the exodus of talent and even with whatever kind of hangover there may be, TCU beats both Arizona State and Nevada. Mm-hmm. All right. TCU on. Grand Canyon against Gonzaga. It's got to be Grand Canyon. They have football, right? Let's see. <laughs> Again, the good news is I don't think it matters in the second round. Because we, we end up knocking them out no matter yeah. what. <laughs> oh, um, Grand Canyon does not have a football team. Nope. Uh, the Grand Canyon president said in February of 2022 that adding a football team would uh, take away from other programs. So does Gonzaga Damn. have a football? Yeah, Gonzaga has a football team. All right, Gonzaga, not a varsity team. Couldn't they be playing in the Pac-12? Hadn't that been another rumor? Well, that's no, that's a it's Gonzaga to the Big 12 for basketball only. Gotcha. Yeah, that's I mean, that the the real like laugher that I've sort of played out is that we look up and it's like Houston is playing against Texas. Kansas is playing against Gonzaga and Brett Yormark. Arizona's, you know, somehow like in the Elite Eight or Final Four. And Brett Yormark's like Rad in Arizona, Rad in Gonzaga. And the Big 12 is about to be the biggest basketball conference around. Because you got Houston coming in as well. I mean, there's a there's a chance for some splash here if they want to make some realignment noise on uh, the first weekend in April. Gonzaga oh. last fielded a varsity football team in 1941. So as mm. long as one person on that team is still alive, which not guaranteed, we got to put Gonzaga. All right, Gonzaga in. Northwestern Boise State. Ooh. Boise. This year, Boise. Yeah. Yeah, Northwestern didn't have any wins on American soil. No, and that's where the game is being played. <laughs> yeah, got to think about that. Um, yeah, Boise and then uh, UCLA against UNC Asheville. Chip Kelly and the Bruins advance. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, coming up on the other side, the conclusion of our NCAA tournament bracket, but college football next 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, we move into the second round. Let's head up to the south region, the upper left hand of the bracket. And again, if, if you want to compete against this bracket, um, this will be a bracket in the Cover 3 Challenge, cbssports.com slash cover3. Uh, you are seeing it filled out right now, the NCAA tournament, if it was college football. Alabama taking on Maryland. Mike Loxley against the team where he was an offensive coordinator for Nick Saban. Can the Terps shock the world? It'll be a fun matchup leading into it, just to hear the stories, you know, and also how Jalen Hurts. Mike Loxley was not happy that he took uh, – he steered um, – Jalen Hurts to Oklahoma as opposed to Maryland. So there could be a little trash talk before, but yeah, it's Bama. Yeah. Talia. 30. <laughs> Talia Tugavailoa gets out there and Nick Saban's just licking his chops. It's like, let's go. Um, all right. San Diego State against Furman. San Diego State. I feel comfortable. We don't yeah. need to. They're not sneaking up on anybody after that win against Virginia. Though I will say 29 might be the total in San Diego State, Furman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we might see something in the low 30s. Um, all right. Then NC State against Baylor. Ooh. Gotta go this Wolfpack. This is tough. Gotta go Wolfpack. Based on this past season. That's, <laughs> is, it, is it Devin Leary, Tim Beck, NC State, or is it Robert and I, Brennan Armstrong, NC State? Mm. I think NC State. Is the was the better team than Baylor this year? I do too, and I also I know Baylor had the higher, the better season last year than what NC State's probably had recently. But I just think the consistency from year to year under Dave Doran should probably win out here. Track record, program strength. I I agree. Let's let's advance. Uh, the Wolf I wouldn't pack. mind seeing this game in an actual bowl game though. This would be a good bowl it's, game. Yeah, NC State Baylor in the Holiday Bowl. That's mm -hmm. a Pac-12 ACC matchup. That would be good for here. All right, what about Missouri against Arizona? Can the fighting Jed Fishes knock off the SEC? No. Arizona ain't ready yet. I would move Mizzou on here. 
Missouri advances. Um, all right, let's go ahead and play out this part. Alabama, San Diego State. Bama. Bama. And then NC State, Missouri. I would go wow, NC he's State. hovering over Mizzou. I know. Look at Jordan with his yeah, SEC, SEC bias, bias on the graphics. My like, God. He was just ready to click Mizzou like, was. yeah, Tigers, SEC, baby. The Eli Drinkwitz Bowl. As, yeah, uh, that as would be, that'd be a good oh, one, yeah. too. Yeah, Eli faces his old team. Ah, I'm, I'm going, going Wolfpack. Yeah. yeah, I'm going Wolfpack. Wolfpack. And then Alabama, NC State. Bama. Bama. This is when it, it all comes crumbling down. All right, let's head down to the East region. Uh, these football games played in Madison Square Garden, MetLife Stadium, <laughs> somewhere yeah. around there. Uh, we got Purdue against Memphis. Feisty, but I, I'm going to need to hear an argument why the Boilermakers don't figure out a way to advance, whether it's last year's team that made the Big Ten title or this year's team in year one under Ryan Walters with Hudson Card at quarterback. I think it's Purdue. It's a war, but I think Purdue wins 52 out of 100 times. Agree? Yeah. All right, Duke, Tennessee. Boy. I really want to troll Jordan here. I really, really want to troll Jordan, but Tennessee's beating Duke. Come on. Yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did, wait, uh, did Jordan already have it clicked before we decided? Yeah, he really have. Okay. That was ridiculous. All right, Kentucky, against, Kentucky against Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State, the uh, reigning Big 12 champs, knock off the Wildcats, and then USC uh, gets the win over Vermont. Barely. Uh, barely. It's a sugar bowl situation. Vermont <laughs> yeah. had the ball in the red zone into the game, but couldn't convert. Purdue and Tennessee. We saw this in the Music City Bowl. I was going to say yeah. this has been a recent bowl game. But I would go Tennessee. Tennessee advances. And then uh, Kansas State against USC. Trojans. Really? I mean, they got Caleb Williams, man. Like, I yeah. understand. Uh, they had him in their bowl game too, though. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I think, think that if you go nine look, times, you know, you go ten, ten out. If they play ten times, they're winning seven. Yeah, that's like I don't think it's a blowout. I think Kansas State could beat them. I just think USC wins more often than not. Well, the problem Chip. is that both these teams oh. lost to Tulane. That's true. <laughs> Tulane beat Kansas State seventeen to ten and beat USC forty six to forty five. Beat one of them in a grinder. Beat one of them in a shootout. <sighs> So they're just sitting in midfield crying on each other's shoulders. Mm. Chip, you're the deciding vote. I, I'm going to advance USC. All right. They, they, they had a closer loss to the great mighty Tulane than, uh, <laughs> and I'm, man, I'm sad Tulane's not out here, but Tulane over has been smashing the last several weeks. <laughs> Much love to Coach Hunter. Uh, and and, and uh, the Green Wave basketball program. All right, Tennessee against USC. Total about 85. Yeah, this will be a fun game. Anger. This will be basketball and grass um, or turf or ice if they're playing it in Glendale. Uh, <laughs> you got to go USC. Yeah, traditionally, I think USC gets the edge here. I, I mean, I especially if we're going to do a tiebreaker of what the team is going to be like this season, Caleb Williams versus Joe Milton. I think we got to go USC. 
Yeah, and even if I think if we just did if we did this past year, I do think this is kind of like a fifty-one forty-nine situation, coin flip wise. No D. All right, let's go up to the upper right to the Midwest. Uh, as, Jordan's as we, just going to stop working now. He's going to leave. <laughs> um, we got Houston against Iowa. Ooh, you know where I'm going with this one. Iowa, Iowa ugly. Iowa, yeah. It's just. Houston, they get into these games. These are the games Houston doesn't win. Mm. All right, what about Miami against Indiana? Two teams that did not play in a bowl game. I know. In the 2022 season. Like, you look at it, and it's completely obvious it's Miami upon first glance. And then you remember Miami lost to Middle Tennessee. And it's like, well, I probably shouldn't be that confident, but I'm still going to take Miami. It, it's still Miami. Yeah. Yeah, but not as confident as it should be. I was looking, you know, Miami started uh, in the top 20 of the AP poll this past fall and got up to number 13. <laughs> Boy, we were wrong about that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we've got our, our Mississippi State pit in Kennesaw State. I think we advance our Mississippi State. They pit. might make a pretty deep run here. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Penn State against Texas. Ooh. I think Penn State was a better football team than Texas this year. Is this Arch Manning, Texas, or Quinn Ewers, Texas, though? Even, even even if it's Arch, it's Drew. Then if it's Arch, then it's Drew Lar. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think Penn State. I think you got to go Penn State too. Go and you know State. what? Texas probably favored, but I'm going Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's there. You go. If Texas is favored, we have to go Penn State. Iowa, Miami. Kirk Ferentz against Mario Cristobal. This one gets the true TV kickoff. This is at at 11.45 p.m. Eastern on true TV, so nobody has to watch it. (laughs) Um, Oh, I don't know. Iowa. Iowa is far and away the more consistent, reliable program, but yeah, I mean, on a big stage, I just can't trust Miami to not, you know, come up with the with the mistakes that could end up costing you an opportunity to advance in the tournament. I mean, I you, you know, that's a great then. point. Miami problems with turnovers against Iowa. Come on, you're right, hundred percent. Um, and then Penn State again. Ooh, if it's Pitt, nice little rivalry. Yeah, Penn State. Yeah, it's both of them. Yeah. Oh, we got an all Big Ten Elite Eight matchup. And then who who, who wins Penn State, Penn State, Iowa? Penn, Penn State. State. All right. And then uh, the, down to the West region, uh, we begin with the second round matchup between Kansas and Illinois. ILL. Yeah. Believe in Kansas, but not in this game. Illinois. And then Boy, UConn. has got a nice path. This is what I was saying about the West in football. That's why I said the Illinois-Arkansas game was huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, UConn over St. Mary's, yep. Jim Moore yes. Jr. in the Haunted yep. House, uh, TCU over Gonzaga. Yeah, you're right. Correct. This this region is very easy. All right, UCLA Boise State's a good game. Gotta go UCLA. Gotta UCLA. go UCLA. Uh, Illinois over UConn. Mm-hmm. TCU UCLA. TCU made the freaking title game. Yeah, gotta say, gotta TCU. go TCU. Mm-hmm. And then does TCU yes. over Illinois? Yeah, TCU over Illinois. I mean, no, Illinois by 50. 
Okay, all right. <laughs> so, so TCU, I'm voting Illinois. I'll let you guys vote TCU, but I'm officially on the record as voting for Illinois. Okay, so that means our final four has Alabama and USC in one semifinal and TCU uh, against Penn State in the other. That's a that's a tremendous final yes. four. This is I I love that this has given us. All right, what would be your expectations? Let's say first for Penn State TCU. Well, first of all, shout out to the Big Ten for once again getting two teams in the playoff. Um, it's hard. <laughs> this is tough because this is where do you play? Like, who's playing? Is Max Duggan still there? Is Quentin Johnston still there? Is this, or is this next year? Because as good as a season as TCU had, it does feel like they kind of captured lightning in the bottle. It was perfect. Bunch of tight wins. Penn State gets over that hump. Man. Penn State had no no bad losses. No. All yeah, but Penn State also lost to the Michigan team that TCU beat. Mm. So I think if we're doing just Yeah, but do we know that TCU style, just <laughs> do we know TCU just got housed and we want to see a better matchup in the championship games? <laughs> do we have that advantage? I think if you're just doing this power ranking style, Penn State's the pick, but based on actual results, I think TCU's the pick. I go Penn State. I go Penn State too because the Michigan game that we gave them, they did win the game, but my goodness. Micah Shrewsbury putting off the Georgetown job for at least another three weeks. And uh, then Alabama against USC. This one definitely gets the second tip. Penn State TCU as the uh, the early game, the undercard. Yeah. Alabama- Click it, Jordan. Click it. Do it. <laughs> Do no. it. No. Yeah. No. 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 Williams, no, no Bryce Young anymore. He's gone. He's not there Alabama. to bail you out anymore. Alabama. Alabama. By 20. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> Alabama, Alabama would look at that USC defense and be like, we're going to run the ball 40 times. You guys are going to miss so many tackles. Alabama, Penn State. Alabama. I mean, <laughs> Alabama. It's got to be. Danny? I don't think they would have beaten USC, but as for getting them there. You guys are living on the dynasty. You're living on the coattails of the past. You're going to get up with the current. Well, no we're going to live up, Yeah, Jr., the current no USC Young. lost to Tulane. <laughs> current USC that didn't was even last win the pack. They didn't even win the pack 12. We're looking forward. That defense <laughs> is going to be addressed. Tommy Reese, Ty Simpson, Alabama. Alabama. Wow. National champs. Oh yeah, and by the way, Jordan, for your total score, let's like get it as uh, sixty-two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever the total would be for this game. Sixty-two. Yeah, there we go. Submitted. <laughs> the thing is, Alabama winning would mean that this has a decent chance of finishing yes. pretty high in the bracket. So, um, our cover three bracket, which has now been submitted, might win us a chance at a new car. And you are seeing right now on YouTube.com/slash Cover Three uh, how. Um, how easy the process can be, uh, how great it is to be able to go through and fill out your bracket. And yes, just entering uh, our game or any bracket challenge game will give you the opportunity to win all sorts of prizes to get right into the cover three bracket challenge. Go to cbssports.com slash cover three. All right. Any, uh, any other, if 
a football tournament or otherwise. Uh, thought a QR code on the screen as well. Um, in anything stand out? Illinois is going to the Elite Eight. It, it, the weirdest thing about this exercise for me this time was it's the first time I can remember in which I had more confidence in Illinois football to make a tournament run than I do in Illinois basketball. Mm. Yeah, I'm. Um, I it's the my analysis of Arkansas Illinois is that it's a great ceilings and floors game mm-hmm. because the distance between the ceiling and the floor for both of those basketball teams they're kind of the same team is yeah. a gulf you know yeah. it's like the tiebreaker for me is that Arkansas has a Nick Smith and while Terrence Shannon is like very very good Nick Smith's like a top 5 pick in the NBA draft and so I I think I slotted Arkansas ahead but either one of those teams is going to lose to Kansas in the second round the two mm-hmm. teams that jumped out to me that are massive, like you got to show me one more year, Tennessee and TCU. For football? Yeah. Yeah, for football. Yeah, Yeah, when we're breaking this down, I think that was the hardest thing to say, all right, are we going to get another year of what we saw out of TCU? Are we going to get another year out of Tennessee? Because if we did, I think we would have them both advancing further. I think all of us were like, eh, got to see it again. I will say if I was – if I was asked to pick one to have the better year right now, I'd probably lean more towards Tennessee than TCU being able to sustain it. Not just the getting to the title game part. I just mean having a very good season overall. Is that because of the offense? Like what's the yeah. the calculus there? The I just think TCU is losing a whole lot and they kind of had the benefit of Texas failing to live up expectations, Oklahoma having a down year in the first year of coaching turnover. I think they just took advantage of the Big 12 because we saw, and we talked about it during the regular season, they were playing a whole bunch of close one-score games and they were winning them all. And I just feel like we're going to see some of that luck kind of go the other way. Yeah, Tennessee didn't like surge to a great vacuum in the SEC. Alabama was still Alabama. Georgia was still Georgia. Alabama wasn't totally Alabama, but that Tennessee team like joined the party. It wasn't like no mm-hmm. one was going to grab it and they just stumbled over themselves. They're like, all right, fine. Maybe I'll be here. They, they had to really fight and battle to be able to get up to the challenge. I, uh, I like that a bunch. Reminder, go and fill out your brackets. The brackets lock on Thursday. So you've got a little bit of time for that. And over on the Ion college basketball podcast, all kinds of actual basketball talk, breaking down everything that we have referenced here today. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Aaron Rodgers, you should retire, buddy. Do what's best for you. for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. Is far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+.